She's Lisa, a web designer and developer who's addicted to coffee and allergic to doing dishes. He's Jesse, a podcast editor who's addicted to video games and allergic to vegetables. And this is Company Inc., a podcast about love at work. And welcome to another episode up. Are you sticking with that? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> this is my, were, this is my brand you, new intro. Were you ready? I was totally ready. <laughs> that was totally on purpose. Okay, awesome. Welcome to Company Inc. That's, I said welcome. You have to say... Company Inc. Thank you. Okay. But you threw me off. Why did I throw you off? Because I extended it a little bit? Yes. You should have been ready. You were not ready. You, you made were not it, prepared. You made it weird. I didn't make it weird. You made it weird. I did not. So what are we talking about today? We have fun date questions. Oh, boy. Remember how we used to do fun date questions at the end of every episode? Yes. So now we're going to do an entire episode of just fun date questions. Oh, boy. Yay. So how many do you have? Well, five, but two are backups. Two are backups. Okay. Me too. Let me bring them up. So who's going first? Should we flip a coin? We don't have a coin. Should we do Rochambeau? What? Rock, paper, scissors. I've never heard that before. What did You've you never say? heard that? No, I've heard of rock, paper, scissors, but what did you... Rochambeau? I have never heard that. I believe that's what it's called. You've never heard it called that? No. So now you're doubting. Now you're making me doubt myself that that's what it's actually called. Or that's another name for it, at I've least. I've only ever heard it called rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Well, why don't you go first? Because you were so excited to share your questions. <laughs> You were excited, too. I know. I got some bangers. Hmm. Oh, no. Now I now I got to pick the top three. I, yeah. I didn't really do that. Yes, you do. Maybe you should go first. All right, fine. I will go first. We'll start off with a, a kind of easy one, okay? Oh, boy. This is a kind of easy one. What's something that you're interested in that most people would not expect would not expect i mean i'm really interested in makeup but that just depends on when you see me hmm okay okay like if you see me with makeup on you would expect that i'm into makeup but (laughs) sure well of course but i mean you ever been talking to somebody and, and you go yeah i love that and they go you do Hmm. I can't think of anything. Really? Put me on the spot over here. That's the idea. <laughs> That's what you do on a date. You put them in the hot seat and Where? you grill them. Can you think of anything that like that you know I'm into that people would be surprised? Oh, you want me to answer? Yeah. The question that I asked you? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But answer it for me. Answer it for you? Yeah. Maybe um alcohol wait what alcohol you like to drink like when we go out places you get drinks not always but to me that's like for you that's kind of unexpected oh i don't think you seem the type you don't you don't think i come off as a 
a boozy drunk? No. <laughs> of You're not. I'm not a boozy drunk, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is true. Yeah, I guess oh, that that does make me think people um people are surprised when I curse. Oh, there you go. They're always surprised when I curse. There you go. That's a good one. I guess I just come off as a goody two shoes or something. I don't know. Yeah, I guess the alcohol is kind of in the same yeah, vein. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Is yeah. it's like I guess I guess when people first meet me, I'm, I must give off that goody two shoes vibe. You must. <laughs> yeah, you certainly and do. And then I drop an f bomb, and they're like. <gasps> What? Why, excuse me? <laughs> what did you say? So, there. There's my answer. Nice. Very good. What about you? Me? Are we answering? Are oh, we yeah, we're answering, answering our questions? own questions. Absolutely. Okay. So, for me, 100%, it's when people find out that I listen to metal music. I can see that. Because I have this like super round baby face and I got the glasses so I look like a nerd and I have like a That's super... That's because you are a nerd. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> and uh, not going to deny that. And, you know, when I first meet somebody, I'm an introvert. I'm shy. So I'm not very outgoing and, you know, I will talk to anybody if you're talking to me. But I'm not one to go out and start a conversation with strangers or with somebody brand new speaking to me. You know, I'm a man of few words. Like, I don't really I don't really talk a lot. And so, you know, as people get to know me, you know, I'm generally a pretty nice guy. I have I'm pretty positive, generally positive dude. And so when they find out that I listen to the angriest music on Earth, they're like, why? What is that about? And I'm like, well, I'm so nice because I channel all my anger through my music. <laughs> That's how I get it out. You're so, like a Gretzko. Yeah, I'm like a Gretzko. <laughs> I love Gretzko. That's exactly that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you just wouldn't expect it. You just come off so cute and sweet. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I guess I do. Okay, it's my turn. Oh no, I get to an- I I get to ask the question now. Is oh, that was that we, my question? Yeah. Oh, it was my question. That's right. I thought you went first. My, oh my bad. Gosh. Okay, you go. <laughs> you go, you go. What's something you've tried that you will never, ever try again? Ooh, I thought about picking that one. I saw that one. <laughs> I saw that question. What is something that I tried that I will never, ever try again? I will never, ever jump off a cliff that is 30 feet or higher. You've done that? Yes. What? There was a water park in New Jersey where one of the, one of the, um, I don't even know what you would call it. Attractions? I guess like one of the things you could do is you would wait in line to come up to like a cliff face with a giant pool at the bottom. I mean, it was huge. And it was all like, it didn't look like a pool. It wasn't like, it didn't look like a, well, I should say, it didn't look like a man-made pool. This place was like all in the woods and stuff like that. It was very, very nature-themed. 
Like it was like if you had a lake house and you had like a Mm -hmm. lake, you can go swim. You know, it was like that. But the pools of water and stuff were man-made. They just didn't look like it. They were surrounded by rocks and there was like little beachy areas and stuff like that. So one of the things you could do was you can get you could you would walk up this hill to this like cliff face and it was rock. It was and it was natural rock. Mm -hmm. Then you would and it was a 30 foot drop. And the attraction was you jump off this mother into some water down below. I cannot picture you even going up there. I was a teenager. I didn't know any better. I didn't (laughs) I didn't know that this was going to scare the pants off me. So me and a friend of mine, we decided to go up there. Yeah, that's cool. We're going to jump into the water from really high up. And I get there and I'm looking down over this cliff face to the water. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> this the the amount of fear was. I mean, it paralyzed me like I don't think I've ever had that type of paralyzing fear, but I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the only time I've ever experienced it that type of fear because there was no railing there's no safety anything if somebody were to push me from behind you would just fall over the edge yeah you know and so i got up there and i hesitated big time and of course they have people that work at the park up there Mm -hmm. to kind of you know tell you when you can tell you when you can go because they're looking down they have people at the bottom to make sure you're not going to drop 30 feet onto somebody's head yeah so you know they're communicating with each other the people down by the pool and the people up top to say okay send the next couple people down because you can go two or three at a time because it was i mean the rock face was long yeah and the pool at the bottom was huge you know so as long as you all jumped at the same time you were fine you weren't going to land on each other you know and of course, they spaced you out. You know, they spaced you. The employees would come over and be like, okay, you stand here, you stand here, you stand here, and I'm going to count to three, and you guys are going to jump. So, yeah, that didn't fucking happen. Um, so I kind of like moved off to the side and waited like to get my courage up because I was out of my mind with fear. Finally, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go. And I did it. And. Of course, I was so nervous. As soon as I jumped, I held my breath. So I held my breath all the way down. And then I plunged, you know, because you want to you want to get your legs in and you want to put your arms at your sides and you want to, you know, be like a pin drop into the water because you don't want to have your arms out and go smack on the water surface and you'll be aching for days. So. You pin drop in, and I was—I had the wherewithal to do that, I think, if I remember. But you go so far down into the water, and I've already been holding my breath, and my heart is beating fast. Oh, my gosh. So my lungs want air, and I'm, I don't know how deep under the water at this point. So I'm scrambling to get to the surface just so I could take a breath. Mm. Oh, boy, I would never do that again never do that again this was supposed to be a fun cool you know it was a hot day in jersey so it was probably only 90 degrees but you know it was a hot day in new jersey and everybody was out and all the you know there were teenagers and kids everywhere having fun and stuff like that and here i am scaring myself half to death by jumping off this cliff (laughs) this was supposed to be enjoyable it was not so that's my i will never ever do that again no way what no about way. you? <laughs> There's 
not a lot that because I feel like if you just get over your initial fear and just do it like that's the hardest part yeah so with I cliff agree. jumping it's like i did it once and i survived i could do it again yeah, yeah jump off the edge that's it i mean that's the hardest part is like taking the jump and i mm-hmm. know that so there's very few things that like i mean like bungee jumping i would totally do because i know Oof. yeah i'd be terrified but i know i could talk myself into just taking that step and then i'd have fun yeah um but but I will never ride that freaking ride at Wizarding World of Harry Potter ever again. Which one? The Forbidden Journey. Why? Because it made me so sick. I wrote it twice because I'm an idiot. And I was so <laughs> nauseated. It was so bad. Like, I I will ride any roller coaster you put in front of me. I freaking love roller coasters i like i said i would go bungee jumping i would go skydiving i would do any of that stuff like no problem oh yeah but this ride it's like like you are in this moving seat and it like parks you in front of a giant screen where you can't see anything else oh yeah and it's just like moving you around with this screen and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh my god i mean you go it had some breaks where you like go through some 3d areas but it's just so jerky and moving around i mean but that screen it did me in it did me in. i just i just sat there i closed my eyes and i was like this needs to get over like now oh god that is the (laughs) worst feeling and then i got out and I just sat on a bench for like 30 minutes. I was like, you know, and you're like walking out and the, the employees are like, well, we have Dramamine because <laughs> apparently it's a problem. Apparently it's a thing. Yeah. But, you know, Dramamine knocks me out and I was like, I only have one day here. I'm not going to like <laughs> spend it sleeping. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so I was like, OK, I'm just going to like sit on a bench and cool down and and, you know, try Man. to like make the world stop moving around me that is the worst <laughs> i just yeah. like i mean it's it's a really cool ride i just man it it made me so motion sick i could not handle it mm-hmm. and like you know we're talking about going again and uh i'll be the only person in the group who who has been before right um and I'm like, <clears throat> I feel like I'll probably end up being tempted to go again, but I'm like, I got to remember, I do not want to spend the rest of the day feeling that way. Yeah. It was just so, cause like, I mean, I never really fully recovered and then I thought it was a good idea to go do it again. Cause I'm like, I'm only here once. And, um, <laughs> I was like, maybe it'll be fine. Like I know what to expect. No, no, it was just as bad if not worse the second time around yep and the second time it like stopped in the middle so we're like parked in front of the screen and the ride just stops and i'm like what like no you have to get me out of here (laughs) we're just sitting there for a few seconds that felt like an eternity i'm like please get me off of this ride oh my god yeah i would like to add 
to my answer that I will never do a ride in an amusement park that just spins in a circle. Oh, yeah. No, Can't do I'm it. not about those. It Just like you said, it throws my equilibrium into a new level of fucked upness. Yeah. And it basically ruins the day for me. Mm-hmm. It takes so long to recover from it. So just wanted to add that. <laughs> I can identify. Yeah. I'll never do. Never do that. Okay. Another. I like. I love this question. It's a banger. Oh, might, boy. Might not necessarily be hard. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But it's a banger. I love this question. If your childhood had a smell, what would it be? Oh, boy. I have a few that I thought of immediately. Oh, the first thing that I thought of, I, my mind always goes back to the time I painted my nails with peel off polish and got the polish on my yellow bell princess dress. Hmm. So that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. It's like, I don't know why I always remember that, but I just remember, you know, I wasn't supposed to be using the nail polish on my own. And yet I did anyway. And I spilled it on my dress. And that dress always had this red streak that we can never get off of it. Wow. But I loved that peel off polish. And I loved that dress. Yeah. That's pretty good. How old were you? Um... Probably like eight, seven or eight, because I went to Disney World when I was in first grade, and that's where. So I got what my... you're saying is that when you remember that that event, you can smell the the nail polish. The nail yeah. polish. What about a more generalized smell? More generalized. And I smell. could give mine to kind of give you an idea of what I'm okay. talking about. Okay. So my number one. Like I said, I got three of these that kind of like when I smell them now, it takes me back to then. Mm-hmm. That's how significant. Yeah. So two of them are actually seasons of the year. One of them is fall, like October in New Jersey, northern New Jersey, when the trees are turning and it just smells like Halloween. And it's rare that I get that smell here because I think a lot of it has to do with like all the trees and stuff yeah. like that that are kind of starting to age and the leaves are falling and stuff like that. And there's dried leaves on the ground, you know, but there's also that cool air. That was always just kind of, it was like cool, fresh air that was kind of always a small breeze at that point of year up there. And I always, like when I think about it, I could smell it right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's so prominent in my head because I went out every Halloween, you know, and uh, we walked and I spent a lot of my childhood outside because in, you know, fall. Man, the weather was just so nice out there. Maybe it was a little chilly, but, you know, you put on a sweatshirt, you're good. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other one, the other season is winter. Because we got a lot of snow up there. Well, there is a certain smell in the air when everything's been blanketed by a foot of snow. And it happened often enough there. And I loved it because it meant 
no school. It meant playing around outside in the snow, going sledding, going ice skating. Like it had so many positive, like, uh, what's the word? There's so many positive, um, memories, memories. Yeah. Like affiliations, like, you know, associations, associations. Yeah. There's so many positive associations with that smell for like the things I was doing when I was a kid Mm -hmm. that like, man, it just like if it's like when we had the snow here, the big snow here, everything's quiet when you go outside and it smells like cold. We've never had that. Yeah. And <laughs> this every is what time... happens when you grow up in Texas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there's there's that smell. And then the other one, I might as well just go through all three. I'm giving you time to think is what I'm doing. <laughs> the other one is the smell of the ocean. That's a good smell. That is a good smell. My mother. It can mother, sometimes smell kind of funky, but it's mostly a good smell. <laughs> yeah, my mother and my father actually both love the beach. So it was quite often that we were going down to the Jersey Shore and hanging out for a day. We were close enough. It takes like half 45 minutes to drive down to the beaches we wanted to get to that had the boardwalk and all that stuff. And even now, when I visit the Atlantic Ocean and I smell that smell of the ocean, it takes me right back to when we were a kid and we got the cooler together and put everything in the car, got all our towels and our swimsuits and our flip-flops and head down to the beach for the day. It's great stuff. Nice. Great stuff. That sounds nice. Yeah. Okay, so do you have anything like that similar to those? Not really. I mean, the closest thing would be like pool chlorine. Okay. Because I spent so much of my childhood in the backyard pool. Sure. That counts. Absolutely. And Does I it just kind of when it. you smell chlorine's chlorine pool, like if you're by a pool today, does it kind of evoke the memories of your childhood of swimming in all those pools? Not necessarily, but I feel like more, I don't know. I'm always happier in a pool. That's for sure. And like you get that kind of like childhood sense of like where you don't have any worries. And so it kind of takes me back to childhood in that way. Like I forget everything that's going on around me and I can just like totally relax Mm -hmm. because it was i mean it's just always a time to like just play around and have fun and you know you don't really get that as an adult anymore yeah nothing that like you step into a pool and it's like immediate you know Mm -hmm. it's like you're settling in like oh this is nice you can just like let everything go around you and forget everything and yeah it's nice and you know splash around just like you did when you were a kid and mm-hmm. so that's I, that would probably be the closest thing i can think of i like it yeah i accept that answer very good <laughs> now it's your turn oh, it's my turn yay hmm what's the most out of character choice you've ever made out of character choice maybe why don't you go and i'll may i'll refine my answer as, okay. as i think i think like 
probably starting a business. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's so much a part of me now. Oh, yeah, true. And I've only known you when it's been a part of you, so. Yeah. um, But at the time, like, I mean, I never thought I would start a business. I never saw myself as a business owner. I never, like, I never imagined that that's what I'd want to do. Or I always saw, like, that traditional path set out for you or whatever. Like, you know, growing up... um, everyone around around me it was like this is the expected path that everybody follows is you know go to college meet your husband there and like get married and go work a desk job and like just keep working you know keep working for the rest of your life or whatever yep and like i wasn't much of a risk taker i guess Mm mm-hmm And I didn't think, I mean, I even remember specifically saying, like, I can't imagine working for myself. Like, that's just not, I need security or whatever. And then here we are. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, I mean, I think in some ways that's, like, not necessarily out of character. It's just, like, that's something my character developed. In Mm -hmm. later years that like, because now like, you know, I've, I've started a business. So like, you know, I've kind of been there, done that. And so that risk taking part of me, it has like grown. Right. So taking a bigger risk like that wouldn't seem as out of character now. Mm hmm. Um, Now that I've gotten used to it and I've done it and that kind of thing. But yeah, like when I did actually start my business, it was like, Oh, that's, that's what you want to do. That's your, that's the path you're going to go. Okay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So kind of unexpected. Yeah. So for me, I think it would have to be out of character wise, knowing that I have some form of, and some degree of social anxiety and the idea of getting in front of any amount of people and doing anything is extremely nerve wracking. Uh, the fact that I was in a band for seven years that played in front of vary varying sizes of crowds is pretty out of character. Yeah. And one, it was a metal band, which, I mean, if you know me, that's that's on point. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked metal and, you know, hard rock. But what I truly do not like is getting in front of anyone and being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And really, the only way I was able to do it was I wasn't a solo act. I had four other guys with me that... We had rehearsed a certain show that we were going to play. It wasn't like I was up there improvising or trying to think on my feet. And, you know, it was, I'm with these other guys. We're going to play our music and we'll be done. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't even have to talk to the crowd. That was Tim's job. He was the front man (laughs) to get them hyped up and talk to them and, you know, all that other great stuff. And he was great at it. So I think, I think that 
definitively that choice to my friend came to me who was a mutual friend with Tim and I didn't know Tim. And so my friend who was also friends with Tim came to me and he said, Hey, you like rock music, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, you play guitar. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I've been playing it for a while. He's like, yeah, I thought so. I have a friend of mine who's a singer in a band and I think they're looking for a guitarist. You should play with them. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's something I could do. Like, it didn't even, never even cross my mind. Because I just played guitar because I liked playing guitar. I liked learning songs and playing them. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think somebody I knew would be like, yeah, it's a metal band. <laughs> go play go play music with them and then go play shows with them on stages in front of like who knows how many people mm-hmm. go play all these bars and go play a show in the giant stadium parking lot you know all this crazy stuff that we did is nuts you know go win battle of the bands a couple times <laughs> never thought never thought that would that would have ever happened and people i mean people that knew me asked that question this is how i know it was out of character they were like because my mom especially she was like how do you do it we know how you are yeah how do you get up there and do that and i would tell them well before the show you know uh i'd feel completely sick to my stomach (laughs) and i'd have to separate myself from everybody and just try to collect myself before i got on stage And then once I got on stage, I was a nervous wreck for the first 30 seconds of the first song. And then after that, it's like it didn't nothing mattered. I just played the music and Mm -hmm. it was great. It was fun. And I think that's what kept me going is that the nervousness eventually went away. Mm -hmm. Now, what's strange is you would think as many shows as we played in like almost seven years of being a band and playing a show almost every single weekend, maybe multiple shows in a weekend, you would think over time that those butterflies, that nervousness would just go away. It never did. It was exactly like what I just described every single time. Man, that's crazy. Yep. It's kind of nuts. That nervousness just never faded. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's but you made the, it through. I did. I survived. <laughs> and I was better for it after every single show mm-hmm. because it was, you know, disregarding the time leading up to the show and the first 30 seconds of the first song. The rest of it, the rest of that time on stage was just fun. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a lot of fun. So. Okay, my turn. Next question. Next question. Let me get back to my list. Okay, I have a couple here that I could choose from. But that one's kind of meh. This one's kind of... You get one more oh, question, you one, better make it good. This one's kind of grim, dark, serious. I don't think we're going to go with that. Um, okay, so I'll go with my initial question. My initial third. Are you ready for this banger? I don't know. This question bops. Are you ready? What's the most significant plot twist in your life? Significant plot twist? Plot twist. I want to know the time, like I was trying to think of another way to word it to kind of like 
maybe clarify a little bit, but like, when was there a point in your life when you were just going along with life and then boom, life turned the tables on you or something just out of the blue or maybe something happened and you came to a decision that changed your life. Plot twist. Plot twist. That would probably be when I left Shreveport. Okay. I, um... Was it unexpected? Or was it abrupt? Like, one day you were just like, damn it, I'm getting out of here. And then, boom! No, I mean, you not left. quite like if somebody dramatic. was If somebody was reading the book of your life, and they went, oh, yeah, she's doing all right. Yeah, she's going through life. And then, oh, my God, she's... What the hell is she doing? She's going away? She's moving away? Out of nowhere? I don't I don't think that would be it was more of a like slow burn kind of thing. Oh, okay. okay. It was like the beginning. It was not this like abrupt plot twist. It was like the beginning of the plot twist, you know? Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because um you know, I always said I don't I don't want to stay in Shreveport. That was my reservation with going to college there was I don't want to live there. Mhm. Um and lo and behold, I get a job out of college in Shreveport. So I lived in Shreveport for another four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I had I had a roommate at the time um, and she was getting married. So our lease was ending. And I'm like, am I really going to like double my costs to stay here? Yeah, right. And my business was growing at the time. So that was when it was like, okay, you know, um, I'm going to quit my job and move away from Shreveport. Boom. I love it. And uh, so my aunt was like, you can come stay with me. And the plan was I was only going to be there a short amount of time. And then I wanted to move to Chicago. Whoa. I wanted... I just, I wanted to move to a bigger city. I wanted something different than what I had grown up with. I just wanted, I, I, you know, and I had, I made connections in Chicago. Um, I went up there like a few weeks after I started working on my business full time and for like a workshop and, um, had met a lot of people and I just really liked the, I hadn't been in a place where like it was totally normal to have your own business. Right. Um, where people were doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is where I want to be. And I, you know, I had grown up um, in Texas, so I hadn't really like I hate hot summers. I hate hot summers. And I know mm. people in Chicago are like, well, we have hot summers. And I'm like, hmm. Mm. you don't really understand <laughs> you no. think you have hot summers which granted to them it is it is hot when you don't have ac and ac isn't as common oh god yeah um, that's true so yeah i'll give them that and like when you're walking around a city all day you yeah know, when you're not necessarily like here you're going straight from your front door to a car this air conditioning that has air conditioning and then you're going, you know, you're, you're not staying outside. You're not having to like walk to places and yeah, um, yeah. take public transportation and things like that. So 
I'll give them that. But it's a, you know, it's a much shorter period of time that you have that unbearable heat than here. It just like stretches on. And especially like coming from Shreveport, Shreveport, it's like the calendar turns to May and you, your time is running out. Mm -hmm. Like it's only a matter of time before you just do not want to go outside at all. And you step outside and it's just like pressing down on you and it doesn't let up until like October if -hmm. you're lucky like maybe September but usually I mean it it was usually like October before you felt comfortable outside again Mm -hmm. um and so I was like you know I just want something completely different right I want I want winter I want snow I want fall and spring i want real seasons real seasons yeah um so yeah so i i ended up in tulsa and i didn't think i'd stay here but here i am then you did (laughs) who knew i ended up staying and um you know there's not there's not the like entrepreneurial um community that I would have had in Chicago for sure, uh-huh. but yeah, it's definitely way more affordable here. I mean, I lived downtown for a couple of years, so I still kind of got that like more of city living experience. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not the same. It's it, it definitely really not the same. But like, it's a mini version of it. You know, I was in an area that I could walk to places, and right, yeah, you know, I didn't have to like worry about driving if i wanted to go down the street and get a margarita like no big deal Mm -hmm. um and you know so i i did get to experience that for a couple of years and then i met this guy hey it's me so now now i'm here (laughs) now you're here sticking with tulsa so Nice. And I, I mean, no regrets, obviously. I I think this is a great place to live. And um, it's just different, you know? It is. Different than what I thought I was going to. Ah, yes. The life that I thought I was going to have, you know? Right. Um, But the more, you know, the longer I was here, the longer I really valued, like, not paying a ton of money to live here mm-hmm. and yet still having plenty of things to do. Like Tulsa is big enough that there's still plenty of things to do here. And things keep popping up too. Yeah, They keep building more stuff. I mean, and as you know, maybe we're not the first to get like the trendiest kind of stuff, but yeah, it trickles right. down here eventually. Like it's, it's doesn't take too long before somebody's like, I can make that happen here. Yeah. You know? Tulsa's an untapped market. Let's go there. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, things pop up all the time and like, it's just, it's a nicer, it's a much nicer place to live in Shreveport. Um, it's just cleaner and mm-hmm. there's more to do. It's bigger and, um, and yet I'm like, haven't had to struggle as much in my business to pay my bills. Yeah, because cost of living here is so yeah so cheap, you know, and it's been able, it's allowed me to build the business I wanted to have, and 
Yeah. Like, it's still easy to travel from here, and so we can still do those things and not have to worry so much about what everything costs and whatever, so. Yeah, I like it. Pretty so that good. Was, that was the big plot twist in my life. Pretty good. <laughs> Mine is similar with a, with a lot more... Upheaval. I get, I, upheaval, yeah. So, the biggest significant plot twist in my life was about a two month span where three things of huge significance happened and i've told you this story before yeah i've told you these this this scenario sequence of events the sequence of events so all in a row within two months my uh, girlfriend of almost seven years breaks up with me out of the blue. I get fired from my job out of the blue. No warning. No, you're doing this wrong. Nothing. You're fired. Leave. And then the band breaks up because of not necessarily out of the blue, but rising tensions and stuff like that culminated into a bad show. And that was a turning point. This all happened within two months. I'm talking like eight weeks, maybe less than that. Oh, my God. This all, it was like, so I mentioned like before, if somebody was reading the book of my life, they'd be like, what the hell just happened in this chapter? Yeah. Like, the end of this chapter was a mind fuck. Like, what happened? You know? What's he gonna do next? Yeah, what's he gonna do now? Dude is at one of the lowest points of his life that he's ever been in. It was crazy. It was crazy. And all I kept thinking was, is this a sign? Is the freaking universe trying to tell me something? Like, it was... I don't think I've I've experienced anything like it before that or since. Yeah. It was just such upheaval of a life that I had cultivated for myself there. So if you guys don't know, I was born in New Jersey, but I've been to Oklahoma. I did school, high school in Oklahoma and a couple of years of college at Oklahoma State. And then I went back to New Jersey. So I kind of had to restart my life when I got there. I hooked up with a couple of old friends that were still there. You know, it wasn't like I was completely starting over and I didn't know anybody there. But, I mean, I had to restart my life. I had to get a job or figure out if I was going to do school or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I worked a couple jobs there. I I jumped from job to job to job. I think I had three or four in that time that I was there in nine years or whatever. But, um, yeah, that was, I mean, that the situation I was in was the uh, product of cultivating my life there. I got into the band because I wanted to. It was fun, you know. I made that choice, and it was great, and I met a lot of people. And because I was in the band, I met my girlfriend. You know, because I was in the band, I got a job with one of my band members. You know, and I was, and I stayed with these establishments in my life for years and years and years because I liked being in that position. I had a job that could 
pay all my bills and allow me to have fun on the weekends and my off hours and stuff like that and buy stuff that I wanted. I had a girlfriend that was, uh, you know, emotional satisfaction. You know, I felt like I was important in somebody else's life, like really meaningfully important Mm -hmm. to somebody that wasn't family. You know, of course my family's, my family's great. You know, I've always felt a part of my family, but this was, you know, having relationships with somebody, you know, it's different Mm -hmm. and it's nice. And, and then I had the band, which was like a creative outlet that I had. Mm -hmm. So I had all these things working in tandem and it was really great. Then two months and it's all gone, all gone. It was like somebody just, if my life was a dry erase board and all the things I had going for me were written on it, they just took that eraser and went wipe, wipe, done. Goodbye. You don't have these things anymore. Mm-hmm. hoo So that led me to, that led me back here to mm-hmm. Tulsa. That led me back here. I'm not mad about it. No, I'm sure you're not. I'm not mad about it either. I really don't have any regrets. You know, my stepmom even brought it up to me when I was moping around the house. And I mean, mostly I was moping, but at the same time, I'm inside my own head thinking about what I'm going to do. And one of the options was, well, move back to Tulsa, stay with my mom, Mm -hmm. get a job, maybe have enough to buy a house. And I did just that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was my, that was my plot twist was all that. Whoa. Whoa. That's craziness. A twist. Yeah. <laughs> so who did I start or did you start? It's my turn. Okay. You got last question. This is the last question. All right. Good. Okay. Hmm. Gotta, gotta make it a good one. Do you though? Okay, I'm going with this one. Okay. If, if a mysterious benefactor wrote you a check for $5,000 and said, help me solve a problem, any problem, what would you work on? I don't understand the question. What? <laughs> okay, so mysterious benefactor writes me a check for five grand. Yeah. And then... And says... And says, help me solve a problem? Yeah. Well, what's his problem? Any problem. He could have any problem. You you pick the problem you want to solve with this $5,000. I pick the problem? Yeah. Some problem in this world. I pick the problem. Yeah. With $5,000. Yeah. What am I going to do with $5,000? <laughs> okay, fine. Make it $100,000. $100,000? Yeah. What, what problem am I going to solve? Some problem in the world. What, Some what good would you world. do with $100,000? What good would I do? I mean, do, does Arby's count as good for myself? <laughs> Get no. them curly fries. No. Mozzarella cheese sticks. Oh, my God. Okay. What actually actual good would I do for the world? Well. I think people are a lost cause, so wipe them. They're off. They're <laughs> off the ticket. People, okay. humans are a lost cause. Not going to do anything with them. But you know who's not a lost cause? Dogs. 
<laughs> Man, you stole mine. Dogs, I'm going to open a giant fucking non-kill sanctuary for all the dogs in this area. And they can all just come there and live there. I mean, I guess I'd run out of $100,000 real quick. But you know what? That's what I'd do. I'd help the dogs. You'd help the dogs? I'd help the dogs. Yeah, you stole mine. Yeah. Well, we think alike. I probably should have seen that coming. Maybe I should have picked the other question. (laughs) All right, bring it out real quick. Go. Okay. Would you rather have an extra $200 a day or an extra two hours a day? (gasps) Whoa. I did go with the wrong question. Whoa. Two extra $200 a day or an extra two hours a day? See, my, my, my brain, my thinking brain tells me that time is more valuable than money. But I like money. I got my answer. Do you want to hear my answer? Yeah, do it. I picked the $200 a day. <gasps> what? Why? Because you, you can buy two hours a day with your $200 extra a day. You can buy... Two hours and still have money left over to do other things. So, like, you can't buy time. You can. You can use that $200 to buy meal delivery service. So, you aren't spending time cooking anymore. Oh, I see where you're going. Okay. So, you use that $200. To pay for all the things that you're spending your time on now so you don't have to spend your time on it. So, like, you're spending time doing laundry today. Well, you could take $200 and send... You you wouldn't even need $200. Like, if you took the laundry that you're doing today over to... Over down the street to the dry cleaners, mm-hmm. it's what? Like, 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. maybe to have all that laundry done for you mm-hmm. and you still have $150 left over to do something else. And so that has saved you 30 minutes, an hour. Interesting. So you've just used your $200 to buy yourself an hour for today. Mm-hmm. Meal delivery service. Think about how much time you spend cooking. Okay, okay. What if I told you that with the extra two hours a day, if I spent it, if I spent those extra two hours a day for enough days, that I could come up with some sort of passive income system, I would would figure out I would use that time to learn how to make the money you're talking about. And then when I have all the money to save that time, I also then get the extra two hours a day. Yeah, but see, I thought of that. That's what I'm going with. And the time. Good intentions. Time is more valuable. You have good intentions, but. But. In reality, you're going to spend two hours, two more hours a day playing video games or watching anime or playing on your phone. 
Yeah, of course. So but I mean, after my plan. No, but you're going to forget about your plan. That's what happens. Those two hours just become your new normal. And it's just mm. like, oh, I have 26 hours in a day. I still don't have enough time. Mm. Plus, you have a finite, finite amount of energy. Yeah, I kind of thought about that, too. Like, when I get tired, I get tired and I'm going to sleep. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you've got two two extra hours in the day if you're not going to be able to do anything with them. Interesting. Whereas that money, you could take that $200, you could invest it, and it could be making you more money immediately. No, mm-hmm. like, putting some passive income plan in place interesting and then you could use pieces of it to like you know spend 50 dollars to have your laundry done and then you're not spending the time on your laundry spend you know i guess in how my, much to have in my head if you don't feel like cooking that day i mean you still and then you still have the option to spend your time cooking in my mind you can make money you can find ways to make an extra $200 a day. Yeah, that's true. But you can't make time. Yeah. So that's the big difference. Yeah. That is the big difference. But I feel like having more time decreases your urgency to do things. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah, maybe. Because you'll constantly say, oh, I've got time. Yeah. It'll I've just be another time. extra two hours to you. I've got plenty of time. But, I mean, the reality is, how many times do we say we're going to get all of this stuff done, and then we start playing on our phones, and we look, at, look up at the clock, and it's two hours later? Yeah. Certainly happens. That $200 is, like, guaranteed deposit into your bank account every single day that you can do whatever you want with Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean you could even just like keep investing it until it's making you more money and then start spending that on like the everyday tasks that you don't want to spend time on anymore right that's a good question yeah that that's that sparked some debate right there. Yeah, it did. That would spark some debate on a first date. Yeah. Nice. I like Should have gone with that question to begin with, but, you know, we got a bonus question, so it worked. It worked out. <laughs> but that's going to do it. This was a long episode, so... It was fun, though. It was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. But we're going to wrap it up here, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.